Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to The Soul Story, where we share stories and save souls. Welcome back to another Transformative Soul Care podcast. I'm so happy to be discussing today's soul story, and we begin a new series. I'm here with Pastor Ian Ferguson, and we're going to be starting a Joseph series. Pastor Ian, um, thank you for agreeing to join me. Introduce yourself to those who are listening who may not be familiar with you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Gandhi, for having me. And of course... Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to all of those who are listening, uh, wherever you're listening from. So I'm Ian Ferguson. I am, I'm a believer. I just love God. I love the people of God. I love the things of God. I love these kinds of discussions, you know, where we get to uncover the mysteries that are locked into, uh, into the Word of God. Um, and so I'm just excited. I'm a student of the Word. I believe that it is the life-giving source um, that we all need, you know, to not just live by, but to uh, to grow and to encourage others to live as well. So I'm just so excited to be a part of this of this podcast and this series, uh, discovering and uncovering the uh, the wonderful hidden treasures in the life of Joseph. Now, now, Ian, I, Pastor Ian, um, forgive me. I, I must admit, when I thought of Joseph, you immediately came to mind, and then I, I suggested your name to somebody, and, and they were like, "Definitely, uh, Pastor Ian is the person for that." Pastor uh, Ian is for Joseph's story, and so, Pastor Ian, I am going to call upon your Sunday school years to tell me, <laughs> even before we begin unpacking Joseph and how he had these dreams. What? comes to mind as you think of the prerequisite before the Joseph story? All right. Well, you know, I think Joseph uh, is such a significant figure. Of course, you know, we learn in BDI and Sunday school that he is a type of Christ. Um, Joseph is a guy who, uh, from his very initial entrance onto the world stage, um, he was, of course, born under, I suppose we will call it, some some shady, uh, some suspect <laughs> circumstances. Yes. You know, if you go all the way back to the book of Genesis chapter 30, um, we know, of course, that he is uh, the son of Jacob and Rachel. Uh, if you look at all of, you know, Genesis 30, Genesis 30 is, I mean, a drama just unfolding. It is nice just, I listen, I some trapsy stuff going on in Genesis chapter 30. You know, of course, as the story goes, Jacob the deceiver is, is married to not only uh, Rachel, but he's also married to Joseph's good auntie Leah. And, and Leah, of course, has children. She's prosperous. Rachel is not prosperous. And, you know, Rachel, of course, is mad at God, mad at her husband, trying to get a child. And so she goes and she gives her maid to her husband, and her husband willingly agrees. And uh, the maid has two children by by him, and then Leah gets mad. Although she has children, she says, you know what, I need some more children, so I'm going to give my maid. And she goes and she gives her maid to her husband, and of course he agrees. (laughs) And two more children pop out, and then Dinah, the daughter, comes out. And so here it is. I mean, this is like a Pentagon kind of relationship going on. All kind of women throwing themselves at Jacob. But then the Bible says, I don't know exactly where it is in Genesis chapter 30, but then the Lord says, and the Lord remembered Rachel. Yes. And the Lord remembered Rachel. 
which means that she obviously had to be calling out to him. This was a Hannah kind of experience. She was calling on God uh, for deliverance for her womb. And God heard her. He remembered her. And out comes Brother Joseph. And of course, out of that, you know, the only thing that stands out in my mind about Joseph is that from the very beginning, he was favored, not just by God, but also by his earthly father. And so the Bible says, because he was the son of Jacob's old age, he was loved. He was the beloved. He was favored. Uh, so much so that, you know, when you're favored, you get good gifts from your father. Yes. <laughs> and so come here comes the go the gifts, the the coat of many colors, and all of the blessings that come associated with it. Um, and I believe that's just, you know, lesson one uh, in the whole Joseph story, that because God loves us, because he favored us, um, Deuteronomy 23 says, he would not hearken unto Balaam, but he would turn the curse into a blessing because he loves us. And that's just how the Father is. When he loves us, when he favors us, he loads us with benefits. He gives us good gifts. And so... That's the first thing that kind of comes to mind when I think about the life of, of Joseph. I, I'm really happy how you took us through Genesis 30, because if one was to start the story of Joseph, just starting with um, Genesis 37, they missed that. And, and that history is important, yeah. because when we begin to, to go further beyond Genesis 37 up to like 50, and we really begin to really look into to Joseph's story, we, we become, we begin to just really see the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and I want to say Joseph. Yes. You know, we begin to really see Absolutely. how God is just in the midst of all of our, all, all of our lives and, and just from our ancestors. When we think about Joseph now, Ian, you, Pastor Ian, you would have spent many years in youth ministries. And a lot of times when we are in youth ministries, we, we say today, some people say today, I should say not us, but some people would say these youths aren't focused. These young people aren't focused. Okay. Yet, uh, one text suggests that that Joseph was 17 when he had this dream. It says that he was, that Joseph was about 17 and, and you know, this is when he's starting to, to realize, I may be a little special. Mm-hmm. Young, 17, what, what do you say to, to teenagers out there um, at 17, so 16, 17, 18, figuring out things? And you talk about this favor that was already present on his life. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that that God calls young people, he calls children. Uh, we have enough examples of that, not only in our own experience, Dr. Gandhi, uh, but even in scripture. You know, we see God uh, resting his hands on, calling. And it works best when, you know, when a young Samuel has an Eli to say, listen, mm-hmm. this, yeah. this, go back. Mm-hmm. When you go back, I need you to say this. Yes. Speak, Lord. Um, But in every instance, you don't always have. Because sometimes, what I realize, even in the life of Joseph, is that young people aren't even always able to articulate well what it is God is doing in their life. And sometimes they speak out of turn. Sometimes their level of experience doesn't really uh, prepare them to, uh, to go ahead and properly verbalize and package what God is saying or doing in their lives. Um, And so I knew, for instance, in my personal life that God was working on me, was dealing with me uh, in so many ways, in so many instances, but I wasn't quite able to really wrap my own head around it, much less articulate it. So here comes young Joseph, 17, telling his father and his brothers, listen, y'all go bow down, y'all go worship me one day, (laughs) you know, and and it just, and to them, you know, you know. 
I believe in 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 sharing the vision. The Bible says, Baka, you know, we know it. Write the vision, make it plain. More or less, it is a form of establishing it. When you speak it in the oral tradition, or if you write it down, just get it out. Get it into the atmosphere so that it could be established. So that in the heavenlies, this thing could register. Uh, and I believe Joseph was essentially just trying to do that. He was just trying to register what he believed God was saying or doing in his life. And of course, how it was received was a different thing altogether. So I say to young people, listen, uh, it, it always works best when you have an Eli. It always works best when you have someone to affirm, to confirm uh, to lay hands on you and to say, yes, I believe God is moving on you. He's working on you in this way. But listen, even if they laugh at your dream, even if, you know, they are confused, even if they scorn what the thing is that God has given to you, you still have to establish it. You still have to live it out. You still have to become all of what God has purposed has put inside of you. That thing has to come to fruition. It cannot die. It will not die. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a whole series in itself. Yeah. You're right. It cannot die. It will not die. And and that's important because I, I liked the fact that you said that sometimes we can't articulate when we're yeah. younger. Yeah. Because some when some persons preach this this text, they, they called him, they said he was prideful. Yeah. Um, some, I've heard it preached that he was immature, yeah. you know, with, with sharing the vision. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that, that comes out with him sharing the vision uh, or sharing the dream that he had is also the fact that he's already sharing this vision with brothers who don't particularly like him. Uh, the story of the siblings' rivalry, it reminds me of Genesis, Cain and Abel, where there was this... Um, sibling rivalry. What do you make of that? And how 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 do you reconcile the fact that sometimes favoritism yeah. because the coat then drew more attention oh, yeah. to the fact that he was he was a favorite and siblings rivalry. In today's context, make that make sense. Yeah, yeah. And you know that sibling sibling rivalry that that went so deep because truth be told, even even Joseph's father and his twin brother mm-hmm. <laughs> had yes. their own bound. I mean, from the womb. Here's Jacob, you know, Joseph's father holding on to the heel of, of his brother um, of his brother Esau. And of, as you said, prior to that, all the way back to, to the first couple of books with um, Cain and Abel. So sibling rivalry that results in this jealousy spirit rising up in, in envying one who seemed to be blessed more than the other was certainly uh, Joseph's reality. Uh, but, you know, as I, as I think through the whole story and, of course, fast-forwarding all the way to the end of the story, it's amazing how the dream that may have been misread as something pompous and arrogant was really to bless them. Oh, come on now. It was really to preserve them. And sometimes people will attack you when really at the end of the day you get turned around and bless them. You get to turn around and you have to bless the people who have thrown you into a pit (laughs) because of what you have shared. Um, And thank God Joseph had the right kind of spirit 
Uh, you know, the Bible said in about six instances, as you read all of Genesis from 37 onward, and the Lord was, was with, with him. him. You're jumping ahead of the story. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> you are. I mean, which is powerful because I like the fact that you said your perception yeah. of somebody's dream mm-hmm. and, and, you, and the actions you have towards that dream, even though it yeah. is to bless you and to yeah. preserve you, yeah. can really, but I, it, it ties back into the text, Brother um, Pastor Ian, where it says, and this we know. Yes. That all, all things. things. All uh, come on. Come so, on. So, <laughs> so when we think about the fact that yeah. he's telling them these dreams, like you said, this first dream, he tells them the first dream, and then he tells them the second dream with the sun and the moon. Yeah. Uh, and, and at that point, his, his father's like, so you're saying to me, even your mother? Oh. <laughs> Hello? 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 Yeah, you're the favorite son. You're running out now, yeah, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> there, there, Joseph. Yeah. Even, you're saying not just your brothers, but right. even your mother and yes. I will bow to you. Yes. But I think, though, um, Ian, it speaks to sometimes when we have a, j- a dream, mm-hmm. a God-given dream, mm-hmm. we can't just shut. I, I believe maybe he felt like like fire was shut up in his bones. Yeah. He had to tell them. He had to share. What was the secrecy? And and so he tells his father, Ian, you you are you have two wonderful, talented children, and mm-hmm. uh, nobody the blind can see that Sharo is going to definitely be a musician at large. Mm-hmm. Imagine you being Jacob and Asharo telling you, Daddy, I could be way better than yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah, have to, yeah. How do you process that as a father? <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, obviously this is a level of spiritual maturity that we all have to arrive at. Um, in a little while, you know, we're going to be talking about about the whole business of mentorship and succession and trying to uh, prepare people for the next and prepare the next generation for the next. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as parents, as leaders, Gandhi, we have to be not just temporally mature enough for this kind of conversation, but we need to be spiritually mature enough to drag this next generation into better. Uh, so, so my father says to me, you're supposed to be better than me. Because yes. you've had my experience yes. and you have your generation. And I have to say to Icharo, and he better say to his son, you have to be better than me. So if I have a double master's, you need a PhD. Yes. You are supposed to come stronger. You're supposed to come tougher because you've had the benefit of my experience and my constant mentoring. And you have the blessing of your generation. That, that is good. And we're going to have to end end on that note because we want to end um, in verse 11. That's Genesis chapter 37, verse 11, where it says, And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. In essence, his father said, Ah, something may be here. I'm a little yeah. bit uncomfortable with what yeah, you're saying, yeah, yeah. but I can't be totally yeah. dismissive yeah. and forget this. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. We're going to continue back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Pastor Ian. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another Soul Story podcast. Meet us again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.